0: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors here. We like to talk about money for an hour on the weekends. And uh, before we get into hot and heavy stuff, because, you know, inflation is on my mind. I'm going to ask you guys about it. But some fantastic news from the Olympics recently. Tell me about the bright shining stars from the hometown.
1: Oh, I know. We've got, I think, three from Ocala. Good old Ocala here.
0: Yeah, Ocala. I don't know uh, what's
2: going on, but um, one of the kids, he's like in his 30s now, Joey uh, Mattia, I think Mantia. is how you say it. I um, oh, and I knew his dad, actually, back in the day from the gym. He was this big, huge guy, uh, really nice. But his son was uh, a speed skater, and I guess there's a really good coach here in Ocala. And we have a current girl, Erin Jackson, who's won some gold medals just here recently. And
1: Brittany Bowe. In, in Beijing. So yeah. yeah,
2: so we had Brittany Bow. She won eight golds, one silver, two bronze, and she had another 21 world championship medals, which is crazy. Uh, Joey had 28-time world champion. Uh, he's a world record holder to this day. Wow. Um, and he has two golds in 2003 and one gold in 2007. And those were both in the Pan America games, but the new girl, Aaron Jackson, she's 29. So she's not even like a real young girl, but she's 29 years old right here from Ocala, Florida. Um, in 2017, she was in the games in Poland. And right now, 2022, she is in Beijing. And just recently she won a gold for the 500 meter speed skating. So it's man impressive. yeah Ocala who would have thought right we have well, speed skaters and and we have nothing around here to skate on so I don't
0: right know. right and that that's a super cool brag too because they're beating people that grew up where like snow actually falls and they have ice yeah, or they have
2: ice I right? Know, right?
1: right
0: and personally I've been ice skating twice in my entire life so I and on top of that I don't even know what a meter is so this is all super impressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, so how how are things going up at the office? You guys staying busy?
1: Of course. Yes. And it's been great.
0: It's
2: been great. And you know, a lot of it comes from just our awesome clients. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend a lot of time with them. We we try every quarter to do something for our clients. Uh, here in uh, April, we're having a private car show just for our clients, food truck. It's going to be kind of fun. Just get out, check it out. Um, my buddy here in town owns National Parts Depot, Rick Schmidt. He's an old friend of mine, and he's allowing us to have just a private uh, car show at his, at his building there. And uh, he's got a collection, I tell you what. So just some fun stuff that we do with our clients, have them bring a friend to meet us. But our clients are always, you know, referring and keeping us busy, and we appreciate you guys out there.
0: Absolutely. It, yeah, I, You know, I've always wanted to be a part of a car show because i got a really sweet 2006 Honda that I think would really turn some heads. Not really. It's it's awful, actually. Uh, So let's go (laughs) ahead and talk about business now because uh, this 10% pay cut, you know, the inflation, like, oh, the prices have gone up 10%. Well, -hmm. I I consider that a 10% pay cut. And I, I feel like not only am I getting hammered, but just families all across America absolutely getting punched in the face with this stuff. One of the biggest financial headlines of 2022 so far. And they talk about how consumer prices are up 7%, but uh, like wholesale prices are up 10%. And and I think uh, I'm just going to call it an even 10%. Is this going to slow down? I know prices aren't going to go back to where they were, but can we at least get a slowdown on the inflation, Gary?
2: I think uh, we'll see that this year. I mean, the Fed's announced these increases in interest rates. And with these increased rates scheduled for the year, I think we... It'll see an impact on some of the cost of goods, I think, for consumers. But let's face it. Things are always going to cost more, right? Right. Things are always just going to continue to cost more. So when we look at being retired, I think one thing people really need to take from that is you need to have a sustainable income plan in place. And your money needs to be working for you. And I know there are many of you listening today because I talk to you all the time who have stockpiled, especially the last few years, cash, because you didn't want to be invested in the market. The volatility was there. And guess what? It's sitting in the bank and you are losing money. I know you don't see you're losing money, but with inflation, if you don't have some interest, you're losing money. Do you agree with me? Absolutely. So
0: Singing my song, yeah. I'm singing it. (laughs) So um, what we really
2: need to look at is there are safe alternatives. And I know CDs don't pay anything and that sort of thing. But I mean, we have safe alternatives where you can get three to 6% a year, no risk involved, and there may be some good opportunities for you. So if you're listening today, I encourage you to call our office to see what's available for you.
0: All right, here's a crazy stat. National Federation of Independent Business, the old NFIB, they say the number of small businesses raising prices for customers is up to a 48-year high. And so, yeah, we're seeing the cost go up at the the stores all over the place. What's your message for small business owners who are thinking about just how about I retire early and get out of all this mess?
1: It's really sad. The pandemic has just wreaked havoc on several small businesses. And these employers, they're having to make difficult decisions based on the welfare of their employees, their customers, and then their own business. Um, According to data from SCORE, who is a mentoring organization that supports small business owners, they say 34% of small business owners do not even have retirement savings plans set up for themselves. So you need to look at your business. Is it profitable? Are you putting any of your savings into this business? Because if you are... That's probably not a great idea. But if you are close to retirement, I encourage you to sit down with a retirement advisor so you have that ability to make an educated decision.
2: Yeah. And one other thing I'll kind of add, and and maybe you just kind of went over it, but what we'll see from quite often actually is people that are self-employed, they've created this business. Maybe it was something that they passed down from their parents
1: inherited yeah, yeah.
2: they inherited it so it's it's something that has a little bit of a heart their hearts in it you mm-hmm. know they have skin in the game and what we'll see a lot of times is even when business is really kind of trickling down and and maybe it's not going to get better we see them putting their retirement savings into it and that's something you really need to kind of take a second you know thought about
1: yeah and we've had um it was a japanese steakhouse that has been around forever here in ocala and they had to close their doors just recently so it's it's really sad
0: so let's talk about the positive side of this inflation by the way if you have a question for the show or you want to contact uh, don and gary at the office 352-320-2060 their website retirementwithpinnacle.com uh, if we can find a bright side a silver lining to this cloud of inflation it's that people are talking about it and actually preparing about it because it's gotten so bad. So let, let's talk about some of those tools you'd mentioned, Gary. How, how do you address inflation and uh, do something safe about it?
2: Well, I mean, that's right. I mean, people need to be thinking about the rising costs now. But even more important, I think you really need to look at what it's going to look like during your retirement. Because if you think about things that we can't get away from, groceries, fuel, healthcare care costs, you know, what are these things going to look like 15 or 20 years from now? So when planning to retire, the first question is, will you have enough income, right? I mean, that's the number one thing people want to know is, are we going to have enough money to retire? And is it going to take us through retirement? So where we see mistakes is when individuals or couples fail to factor inflation into those figures. And that's why it's vital that you're using the right tools. So that's what you're asking me, you, you know, what tools are we using? Mm-hmm. And you at least need to understand how your money's working for you or what it's doing for you and how it's going to benefit you. And I think another thing to add is we need to have protection on your plan, on your income. Um, you know, if you need to replace income from the loss of a spouse, if it's healthcare, um, healthcare can have even more of an impact on than inflation alone. So just to answer your question, life insurance can be a great income replacement option um, to factor in inflation, because if you do lose an income from a spouse, that can really bring that back for you. Um, So that's that's a good option. Annuities can provide guaranteed income. And equities are a good solution for inflation, because those over the long term are going to outperform any of the other things. But you need to have the right mix for your situation is really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, the whole safety thing used to be so much easier because, you know, when I first got a bank account, my savings account was kicking out like three or four percent. Even my checking account had a little bit of a return on it. Yeah,
2: it's crazy, isn't it?
0: And CDs are absolutely worthless right now. I I see rates hovering around one percent. And even if the Fed ticks up rates seven times a year, they're expecting that to top out around three percent. So I I don't think we're going to get any help from those standard savings accounts at the banks. What else we got?
1: Well, it depends on which season of life you're in. So if you're still working and your employer offers a health savings account and you must have a high deductible health plan in order to do this, you can have part of your paycheck put into that health savings account pre-taxed. So some of the benefits are your money will grow tax-free as long as you use the funds for medical expenses. If you decide to use this as a retirement account, you can pull the money out after 65 years old fee free. So you will just need to pay ordinary income tax on it. But you can use that money as you'd like. And you don't necessarily have to put it towards medical expenses. And sometimes these are called triple tax advantage because the money goes in tax free, it grows tax free, and it can be taken out tax free as long as it meets certain criteria.
2: Those are a good option because a lot of people don't think about Those they're just thinking about maxing out their IRAs and that sort of thing. But that's a that's another great option.
1: Well, you have to remember though, you can't make contributions to the HSA after you enroll into any part of Medicare. So that would have to be, you know, like I said, whichever season of life you're in. But another account to use, another type of account is the 401k. This is where you put your pre-tax money away for retirement. It's always advised to contribute as much as your employer will contribute because it's essentially free money for you, right? Sure. And so if your employer contributes up to 5%, then you need to do the same amount. But remember with 401ks and similar accounts, you need to know that there are rules that apply for when you can withdraw those funds without a penalty. And you have to start taking money out once you turn 72. Um, a third account, uh, third type of account to use is a Roth IRA a retirement account where you can invest post-tax money now and then enjoy the tax advantages later on when you retire. Now, remember, there's no tax incentives up front as you invest income that's already been taxed. However, there are tax breaks on the back end because all the money, including the gains, is not taxed when you withdraw
2: that money. Tax-free is a great thing, I tell (laughs) you what.
0: I I like the sound of that. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, MarketWatch says no one suffers more from high inflation than retirees, because we saw back in the 70s, retirees on a fixed income were crushed by inflation because it, it outpaced the the little bumps they were get, the cost of living adjustments and social security. And it looks like we're in that situation again here about 40 years later.
1: Yeah, the reality is inflation never sleeps. It never stops. It might ramp up or it could slow down, but it's never going to go away. It's kind of like me. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to maintain your current standard of living in retirement, it's important to understand what rising inflation can do to your retirement and how you can help protect those savings. So today I'm offering a no cost, no obligation inflation retirement income analysis to help you Figure out how much money you'll need for retirement that you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing health care costs. And discuss the options for generating income in retirement.
2: Yeah, that's that's great, Dawn. And again, there's no cost and there's no obligation. But this is for listeners for today's show who are thinking about retiring or maybe you're already retired. Um, our number here at the show is 352-320-2060. I'll say it again, 352-320-2060. And ask for your inflation retirement income analysis. You know, you might have a good handle on your budget today, but the cost of everything doubles every 20 years. So think about it. 20 years from now, you'll be spending twice as much for the same lifestyle that you currently have. and And I think that's where people... Don't really plan that out. We just look at, you know, if, if I need $120,000 for my current lifestyle, that's all we're going to have to pull out, but that's not correct. So as your savings shrinks over your retirement, the cost of your living will keep going up. But putting a plan in place, it gives you confidence that your savings will last, no matter what happens to inflation, taxes, or potential volatility that the market might spin off. So call us now, 352-320-2060. For your no-cost, no-obligation inflation retirement income analysis. Again, that's 352-320-2060, or simply go to the name of our show, retirementwithpinnacle.com. All
0: right. That's Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle.
3: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets not the government. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Hey, welcome. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. If you like what you hear so far, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. If you're just joining us, we're talking about money. We're going to talk about what happens when you get a million dollars. I used to fantasize about that with the old Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. I loved that show. That was a good show. Yeah. And how fun would it be to be Regis? You get to give away a million dollars every once in a while. But he passed away a couple years ago at the age of 88. Of course, everyone loved the dude over decades. But how many of these game show retirees do you think that that show created? Like if you won on who wants to be a millionaire and you got a million bucks, could you just go ahead and retire on that, Don?
1: Well, a million dollars, that sounds like a lot, right? But really in today's world, it's not going to go far, especially if you got to pay taxes on that million dollars in a lump sum. So you have to keep that in mind as well. Sure. Uh, Taxes on a million dollars is roughly 370000 So that's figuring a tax bracket of 37%. I'm in my mid-40s. So no, I could not retire now with $630,000. That's what it would end up being. Sure. Because that would need to last me about, what, another 40 years, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. But let's look further into this. So I'm too young to collect Social Security. So I wouldn't have that additional income. I still hold a mortgage on my home. I would have entirely too much time on my hands. So I would definitely be out shopping or on my computer shopping. I'd want to travel, eat out, buy gifts. And let's say I didn't invest that properly. Well, That money is going to go fast unless, of course, I make Gary continue working.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and she's not lying about shopping. I mean, our Amazon guy gets a Christmas gift.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, come on. You have an Amazon guy? You, I don't even know what my guy looks like. All right, so let's talk about what happens if you do come into an unexpected windfall. You know, it could be a game show, or it could be you just inherited a pile of money. You mentioned the big taxes that come out. That kind of broke my heart. You said you'd walk away with like six hundred and forty thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, six thirty. Yeah, around six hundred thirty thousand. Yikes! Not a whole
0: lot. So that's one of the things I'm concerned about. I have an IRA, and it looks like a big chunk of money. But when I consider taxes, I think that's going to be a big hit.
2: Yeah, and it can be, but it does not have to be. So. Let's kind of go back to the game show or inheriting money. And when it comes to inheriting money, winning the lottery, or if you're on a game show, I mean, you definitely need to look at how you'll be receiving the money or what options they're going to give you at that time. So it's all going to vary from, again, inheriting money to the other two, winning the lottery or game show. But taxes don't have to be an issue if you make the correct election. So one piece of advice I would say is you won this money, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you've already pictured into your mind all these things you're going to do, right? You're going to go buy a new car, pay off the house, do all these different things, buy a beach house, whatever it might be that you've been thinking. The last thing you should do is pre-plan how you're going to spend that money until you understand the bottom line. Does that make sense? Yes. So the money received could count towards your total income. And depending on your current income, I mean, think about it. How much do you currently make an income? Well, add those other figures on top of it. And you're paying a lot of taxes, not just on the winnings that you're getting, but you're also paying it on your total income. So if they allow you to space that out, could you take the payments over five years or 10 years or something of that sort? That might be a more efficient strategy for you to reduce some of that taxation. But when it comes back to your pre-taxed accounts, you said, hey, what about my IRAs and all these monies? Do I have to pay tax on those too? And yes, I mean, your 401ks, 403b's, a deferred compensation plan, anything that has not been taxed, all of these, again, are going to be fully taxable when you start pulling money from them or taking distributions. So always consult with an advisor before receiving an inheritance. If you know you're going to be inheriting money, call our office. Let us walk you through how to take the claims on some of those accounts. Because if you do it the wrong way, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Same thing if you inherited money or, like I said, won the lottery or a game show. Again, this is a way we can help you make the correct elections on your unique situation.
0: So let's talk about some of these tax-efficient retirement strategies because I, I, mean, I like the sound of that kind of lowering my tax hit. I'm not a big fan of the IRS. Can you explain some of that to me?
1: Well, let's be clear first. We do not provide any tax advice, and listeners should speak to a qualified tax professional about their situation. But I think too many people are focused on returns when what they really need to be focused on is how they can reduce what they pay in taxes. So maybe you did a great job with saving and paying off debt, but when it comes to your 401ks and IRAs, many of you have not even paid a dime in taxes. And those accounts keep growing. And guess what else is growing? your tax liability. Sure. So some of you have may even jumped into a higher tax bracket now that you've retired. But by implementing a few tactics and creating those tax-efficient strategies early on, you'll find that you'll be able to hold on to more of your hard-earned income and avoid paying extra to the government.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes when we start running analysis for individuals, their higher returns are inefficient because if they would take you know, a 5% reduction in interest for the year, which would reduce volatility in the portfolio anyway. It'd reduce mm-hmm. risk exposure. They're actually just paying all that back into the IRS. So when we start showing them those figures, it's like, wow, that I never thought of it that way. Right. They're but, like,
1: oh, maybe I don't need to accumulate as much as I thought. Yeah. I
2: it to. makes a lot of sense at the time we show them the, the numbers, doesn't it?
0: All right. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. That's Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. The phone number 3523202060 the website retirementwithpinnacle.com now going back to that million dollar figure if that's not enough then what is the magic number that would get me through retirement
2: wow i mean this really depends on a, on a lot of things i mean do you get a pension do you have social security and that sort of thing but let's just kind of talk about it with no additional income okay um there's a thing called the 4% rule i don't know if you've ever heard of that have you ever seen that or read about it?
0: Yeah, gotcha. yeah. You, I think that's you, a you good starting point. You take 4% and that'll do a spin down that should last long enough to, to I'll yeah. die before it runs out maybe.
2: Yeah, so I mean, while the ideal retirement may vary from person to person, right? The 4% rule may give you some guidance. And with this rule, you withdraw 4% of your total value of your retirement savings during the first year you retire. And then after that, you continue to withdraw 4%. Plus we add a little extra for inflation and don't worry, we have calculators that will compute all this for us, but you can reasonably expect your savings to at least last you 30 years if you run the 4% rule. So if you see yourself needing to generate, let's say $120,000 in income during retirement, and again, this is not including social security, this is just from savings. So if you want $120,000 with the 4% rule, you need to have accumulated $3 million, okay? Okay. Now, for some people, they're like, well, $3 million, that's a lot of money. But again, we're not talking about this generating your total income. So if your desired income is $120,000 and you get $50,000 from Social Security and you have some other things in place, again, that's going to reduce how much you're pulling out. But overall, we're just kind of going with that figure. Now, of course, the 4% rule is far from perfect. I think there's nothing perfect because there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of things that are, are different for everyone's situation. But for one thing, you may end up being retired longer than 30 years. Look at my grandfather, just turned 98 years old. That's crazy, isn't it? 98. 98. So he lived a lot longer than 30 years in retirement. He's 48 years in retirement, I think, right now. Isn't that crazy? Because he was in his 50s when he retired that is crazy. So it also relies on the assumption that your investment portfolio is 50% stock and 50% bonds or alternatives. Okay. Because everyone's risk tolerance is different. That does not always apply. Um, But what more you might not see is the expenses of long-term returns in today's low interest rate environment. So that's where we kind of see some of that as well.
0: Well, let me run a couple of other rules of thumb by you because- you know, for the money I'm making now, when I retire, I'm not going to need to make that much money. And one rule of thumb I found is that you really just need to replace about 70 to 80% of your income because your expenses will go down a little bit when you retire, right? Is that a good place to start?
1: Well, like Gary said, there's no perfect method of calculating your retirement savings target and investing performance will vary over time. And it can really be difficult to accurately project what your income needs are going to be. But I would say that could be a good benchmark. And the idea behind the 80% rule is that in retirement, you would be able to eliminate some of your current expenses. So you won't need quite as much. You wouldn't have to save for retirement, obviously, anymore. And then you might be spending less on commuting and other work related expenses.
2: That's a good point. Not saving for retirement anymore. Right, and so, that's one everybody forgets about.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually, I just forgot about it until you said that. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: a good point, yeah, right? That was a very good point. Now, some people are going to require more than 80%, and some may require less, depending on what kind of lifestyle they plan on having during retirement.
0: All right. So, another rule of thumb I want to run by you, Gary and Don, is the rule of 100. So, that's where you subtract your age from 100, and that tells you roughly how much money should be in the markets exposed to risk, or I I think they use like a stock versus bond mix. Do y'all know about this rule and and what do you think about it?
2: Sure. Another rule, right? This is our third one now. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yes, I think it's a good
2: starting point, but it really depends on a few things. So what is your risk tolerance? So some people want nothing to do with risk when they retire. You know, We hear a lot, we worked really hard for a really long time. And the last thing we want is to lose any money and I get it. So everybody has a little different tolerance when it comes to risk, but the majority of people need a blend, whether they realize it or not of safe money and some exposed money. And we discuss inflation and that's why it's so important to have some growth in your portfolio. Right. But the way to find out is determine the rate of return you require. That's going to spin off your desired income. Remember we talk desired required income all the time on a show But next, you have to look, is it realistic? So if your required rate of return that we figure you need to get is 13%. Yikes. Well, I think that's, uh, is that going to be possible over the long haul? I think we may need to make some adjustments there. But yes, I believe it's a good gauge, the rule of 100, as you're approaching retirement. And it's something that during retirement that we should look at each year moving forward too, because your needs are going to change while you're retired. And we need to make sure we adapt your plan and your risk tolerance as you age as well.
1: Well, it also would vary. you know, of course, when if someone's got three million dollars as opposed to someone who's only got three hundred thousand. So That's that, right. That makes a big difference. E,
2: yeah, well. because if you're in that situation, you, you definitely want to reduce the risk big time because you want to keep what you have. But If you have a larger pot of gold, as as I might call it, then you can handle some of the volatility in the market because it's not going to affect you as much. But If you're listening today and you have some questions, pick up the phone and give us a call. 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com.
0: All right. When we come back with Gary and Don Crawford, we're going to talk about this big pile of money that you've been saving over your work and career because you're not just going to cash it out and start spending it when you retire. So what do you do with everything you saved once you push that button? We'll talk about that when we get back on Retirement with Pinnacle.
4: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient. They're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060 firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford. And when they talk about money, you should listen. They're retirement advisors with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. See how that works? And when it comes to your retirement accounts, you didn't save it all at once. It took you years, decades to accumulate all this money in your IRA or whatever savings vehicle you're using. So Don, I know it sounds obvious, but uh, when people take it out, they need to have a plan that they're not just going to take a big lump sum and start spending it. They need to have some sort of strategy on how to take that out.
1: Yes, that's correct. So we believe that you should have a comprehensive retirement plan. So all too often we have people come in And they have all these different accounts in different places that they've got their money in, but there's no plan and no purpose for those accounts. So we help people create a strategy and we always start off with an income plan. Your income plan should never have any risk and it must come from a sustainable source, something you can count on for your lifetime. And then we create accounts that are protected from market risk but at the same time are able to provide you a decent rate of return. And these accounts can provide additional income later on. They can be used for spousal income replacement or they can provide extra money for maybe, you know, that amazing trip that you've had in mind. And then there's a lot of people who are like, Hey, I feel warm and fuzzy if I have $300,000 in my checking account. Okay. So if that's what you want, you know, liquidity is always important. So we say, Hey, you need that account for liquidity. And this is for when you need something like a new roof or a new refrigerator, or a new car, you know, so we understand the importance of that type of account. And then lastly, you need an account for additional growth potential, because of what inflation, rising oh, yeah. health care costs, or long term care if you don't have insurance for that. But depending on your unique situation, you may require other accounts, but we're able to help you create that strategy.
2: That's right. And it really does come down to the whole comprehensive strategy and approach because, again, like Dawn said, a lot of folks and more often than not, they come in and they just have accounts that maybe their financial planner had helped them accumulate over the years. But again, when you hit retirement or you're approaching retirement, we have to start shifting some gears and you may start using some different investment tools than you've ever used before because they're for retirement. Um, And again, your risk exposure is going to change. We talked about the rule of 100 before, I'm sure. And just, you know, really looking at how do you need to tweak things as you move forward?
0: All right. So let's talk about some of these options to make sure the retirement money lasts as long as we can make it last. Like I like the idea of $300,000 in my checking account, but I don't think that's such a good plan for me.
1: So again, that's where creating that comprehensive retirement plan that I just spoke about. When you have your lifetime income plan in place and each one of your accounts has a purpose, the chances of your money lasting are pretty darn good, right? Now, there are times that people come in and we've got to be realistic with them and say, hey, there are some quote unquote must haves that you need, you know, maybe cut back on. Or sometimes we say, hey, you don't need to be eating ramen noodles and frozen dinners. Go spend some of your money. Go out to eat. So being realistic on what you spend and what you have are extremely important. And if you aren't sure what you should be doing, we would be more than happy to help you assess your current situation. You can pick up the phone and call 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com.
2: Real quick, I want to kind of go back, if I can, for a minute and talk about some of the common mistakes we see people make or assumptions they have. As they're getting ready to retire or when it comes to the retirement income. And I think the biggest mistakes we see, and I just want to take a second and talk about this, is that people are using the wrong types of accounts for income. Mm -hmm. They're just not using the right tools. And choosing things like Social Security or a pension or any other sources that you may have you need to make sure you're making the right elections, or you're taking them at the right time. And, and a lot of times people are unaware of it. They just say, well, I'm going to take Social Security as early as possible, or I want to take it at full retirement age, or I'm going to wait till 70. And there's only 4% of people that take it at age 70. So it's very, I think they're called the elite group, right?
1: That's what I call yeah, them.
2: Yeah, Don calls them the elite <laughs> group. But the same thing is with your pensions and, and all that. So here's a few things to consider. How's your health? If you're unhealthy, Take your income sooner, right? Mm -hmm. Because you may not have a 20 year retirement. You may have a five year retirement. We just really don't know. So definitely look at that. But if you're unhealthy and you're married, you want to look at okay, do I get a survivor benefit on my pension? So you're going to get a few different options on your pension election. So make sure you choose one that's wise, that's going to provide something for your spouse if you don't live quite as long as they do. And another thing is are you going to continue working? Some people want to continue working and it may be part-time work. It may be full-time work, or maybe you're just changing, especially at teachers right now. Oh my goodness. We hear, you know, there's so many teachers leaving the school system right now, and I'm not sure if it's just the kids or the COVID thing or what, but they're stressed out. So I've seen a lot of them doing as they're retiring and starting a different career of some sort. But if you're a two income household, you need to understand how income will adjust after the loss of your spouse. I mean, you really need to kind of think about that. So what I'm getting at is this, consult with a retirement advisor prior to making any financial decisions on your social security or pension elections. Let us kind of walk you through it and help you understand how that works. And this is something that we can, you know, do with you any day. Uh, So just contact our office about it if you're listening today.
0: All right. 352-320-2060 is the phone number. Retirementwithpinnacle.com is the website. So let's talk about the timeframes here. I'm sure you're going to say the earlier you can start saving for retirement, the better. And there is such thing as starting too late. But is there like a sweet spot when it comes to retirement planning on on when do you need to start saving?
2: Um, Well, just what you said. I think the earlier, the better. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, we try to talk to our kids about it and we put things in place for our kids while they were young still to help them, you know, see that this money's growing and they can continue these accounts as they get, uh, you know, kind of settled into a uh, career. But if you're currently working and you're contributing to a 401k, our firm can actually help guide you with professional management on your existing 401k while you're still working at your employer. So that's pretty cool. So it's giving you the ability to work with somebody that can help you transition out of retirement. So I think five to 10 years out is key. So when you start working with someone like us, where we help you create an exit strategy for retirement, it's going to be five to 10 years out. But something you'll need to think about is what you want your retirement to look like. And I think that's why the sooner the better is important because we talk about desired income versus required income. And what is your desired income? We met with some folks just here the other day. And, you know, the big thing with them was, you know, we want to be able to travel. We want to do all these things now because we're in our seventies and when we're in our eighties, 10 years from now, we probably won't want to do as much. So I'd like to spend as much money as we can now. So their desired income was pretty, pretty, pretty high, pretty high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe you have social security or pension income, but you need to understand what's going on and what it'll take to reach your goals. So the last thing you want to do is say, hey, I'm going to retire at the end of the year and really have no clue if you really can, you know, and that's why we meet with people to help build a solid exit strategy for retirement. But I'd really say, hey, if you're 10 years out from retirement, You know, call our office for sure.
0: All right. So I I guess uh, for the people out there who already have a retirement plan, I would encourage a second opinion. Is that what you get a lot? The people that are coming in there and they already have a plan set up and they just want to run it by a fresh set of eyes?
1: Yes. Yeah. They've had the same financial advisor for years, but they know, they see, oh, we're retirement advisors. And getting a second opinion is not a bad idea. I mean, any financial advisor can help you plan for pretty much anything. But when it comes to your future, if you aren't completely confident with the advice that you're currently getting, do not, and I'm stressing, do not hesitate to get a second opinion. Don't worry about hurting someone else's feelings. If they aren't giving you the best advice, they're not the one that's going to feel the repercussions of that. So let's say you get a second opinion and it lines up with what your advisor suggested. Well, that right there, that should make you feel somewhat confident. But let's say the second advisor offers different advice. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. It may provide you with an opportunity to actually hear a different strategy or perspective. So when it comes to retirement planning, you want a strong, secure strategy. And getting a second opinion is one of the best ways to achieve that.
2: Yeah. And what I see more often than not, James, is, and you said, I think when you asked the question to Dawn, you said, on their retirement plan, but most people don't have a plan. Right. They just have a bunch of investments bunch that of, somebody helped them accumulate money, but there's no plan there. So when we show people our retirement atlas, which is our deliverable, it's our end result when we work with clients, but it's not the end. So I shouldn't say the end result, but it's what they receive from us. And it's a fully written plan and it's comprehensive. It goes over their income strategies their investment strategies, the taxes, the healthcare, the legacy, But there's an action plan under every segment in your retirement atlas. So it's not something you do once and you forget about it. It's something that needs to be tweaked as you retire and as you continue to age. So I think that's an important thing is is really people don't have a retirement plan. So if you don't have a written plan on how things are going to work, how you're going to approach some of these things that affect your income, how they're going to affect your retirement, then you really don't have a plan at all. You have an idea. So definitely take the time to reach out to the office.
0: All right. Talk about the events you guys do. I see on your website, Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse on a fairly regular basis. You guys are doing public events there. Is that for people who are looking for the second opinion or looking for a financial plan to begin with?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That's just a good chance for you to be able to see who we are, get to know us a little bit, what we're about, You know, some of the things that we put into our plans as far as what are different things we think about. And we hear that with most people that come to our workshops. They're like, wow, you know, I've been to dinner workshops before. Well, because you get good dinner usually. <laughs> right. And even is really good. But that's besides the point. Really, you know, they say, well, they tried to pitch us this or they tried to sell this or a certain stock or, or whatever. We don't do that. We're not product pitching. We, we don't pitch anything. We pretty much are just, it's an infomercial of who we are, really just helping you understand here's retirement. Here's things that are going to affect your retirement. And here's some things to consider, you know, to help provide solutions to some of these things that can affect we're your retirement. And generating
1: ideas that they may not have even thought of.
2: That's really what it is. Yeah. But we do have them every other month at Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse here in town. The way you can register for an event, first of all, you can call our show 352-320-2060 or you can go to retirementwithpinnacle.com and go to and attend an attendant event. Um, And those are updated usually Um, every once in a while we have to make sure they get updated, but they are almost always updated in there. And you can register for an event right there. Now, one thing for you to know is when you register for an event, that doesn't mean that you can attend that event. Um, You're going to get a follow up phone call from the office from our marketing girl, uh, Kaylin, and she will kind of walk you through that event just to make sure we have space for starters. And also we have multiple events through the year. So if this one really doesn't pertain to your situation, you may be a better fit for a different event. So they'll kind of walk that through because we want to make sure that it's going to be beneficial for you to attend. All
0: right, this is Gary and Don Crawford. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors is their day job. We just do this radio thing for fun on the weekends, helping you with their money. Again, let's go ahead and whip out the number again. 352-320-2060. The website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Don't move. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle.
1: To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060.
3: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We talk about money with you every weekend. And if you have a question for the show, if you want to contact them at the office, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. And, you know, of all the big decisions that you have to weigh into heading into retirement, one of the weird ones that blows my mind is planning an RV retirement. I bet y'all see this a lot. I don't understand it. I'm not anti RV. I'm just I will admit I don't understand it. But people do this a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a hot topic these days, though. You know, we have many clients that enjoy adventures of RVing. Mm -hmm. And we have quite a few, but they don't permanently live in them, though. But I think it could be a lot of fun for a while. You know, here in Florida, we could get one and just park it at the beach at one of those RV lots right on the beach. And we have a place to go on the weekend. I don't know. You know, it could be fun.
0: I think it's crazy, but there's an RV park that's not too far from my house and it's huge and it's packed. So I think I might be in the minority on this. There's seems to be a lot of people that love the RV lifestyle. So let's roll through, let's make our little T chart here on the pros and cons of buying an RV or living in in an RV or taking an RV vacation, just the whole RV lifestyle lifestyle in general let, let's talk about some of the possible pros first let's let let's be positive start this off on positive
2: let's
1: do that sounds good
0: all right so is the rv is that cheaper than having a house you know the lots and camp size look like they're pretty relatively cheap but i've never used one before so is that one of the draws to it
2: i don't necessarily know if they're cheaper i know if dawn had an rv It would not be a cheap (laughs) RV. So I don't necessarily think they're cheaper. Yeah, I
1: don't think that would keep us on a modest budget. Yeah,
2: and if you're staying at like uh, KOA or one of these nicer campsites and you have a decent size coach, I mean, it's not cheap, you know, every night. And if you stay there for a month, because a lot of times people stay there for a month or longer, um, they probably have better rates, I assume, if you're doing a month long rate. But still, it's pretty expensive. But overall, positive. I mean, I don't think it's cheaper than a house, to answer your question.
0: It's got to be cheaper than like a hotel. Like if you went from town to town and stayed in a Holiday Inn, they actually have a building that surrounds you and air conditioning and a maid has to come clean it. So I just assume that was one of the draws to it. But one of the things I don't like about the RV is it's so small, but that could be a positive because if you have limited storage space, you're buying less stuff and probably spending less money on just accumulating things.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. My organizational skills may allow for more than just a little bit of stuff, I would think. But hey, one of the pros to an RV, I mean, for all those germaphobes out there like me, it's your own germs. That's right. Right? Oh, that is kind of nice.
2: Yeah. You You can take your dog with you and you don't have to worry about some of the hotels and and that sort of thing. So it would be nice. You know, you have your own spot. Nobody's slept in the bed. You don't have to worry about getting into... You know, you go to a hotel sometimes, even though they're nice and you pull down the sheets and you go, hmm, somebody's been sleeping in my bed.
0: (laughs) And it's bad if they're still there. Right. Right. (laughs) That's a negative. Okay. well, another positive about an RV is you can go where hotels aren't. If you know you want to go to the middle of the desert or you want to go to a secluded beach, you can go pretty much anywhere. And sort of the road less traveled is now open to you if you're staying in an RV. That seems kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah,
2: that's true. So I ride motocross and I have friends and both of my buddies that ride motocross have RVs. So sometimes they'll go to the motocross track for the whole weekend and just stay the whole weekend, which is pretty cool, but I don't have one. So I've never done that. I actually stayed in my uh, cargo trailer with my son one time and it was cold outside and I woke up in the morning and I'm holding my son
0: as tight as could be. <laughs> I was
2: freezing, it freezing, yeah. we had a space heater, but it did not work in that tin walls, you know? So
0: another positive I saw when I was looking this up is that if you are using the RV to travel around and visit family and friends, you're not going to be a burden on them. You know, they don't have to make up the guest room or you got to sleep in the kid's bed or make a mess in their bathroom. And so that seems kind of like a nice little convenience there.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. That way. Yeah, because normally when I go to visit um, my son and daughter-in-law, I will clean the bathroom and wash my sheets and do all that. That way they don't have to do that.
0: Oh, you're nicer than me. Let's go into the uh, possible cons here on the RV lifestyle. For one thing, RVs are not cheap. And then if you have a Dawn in your life, she's going to want to get the really nice ones. (laughs) So it's really might not be such a money-saving deal after all. No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would need a lot of room, especially, you know, there's two of us, so I'd need it to be spacious. And whether we bought it used or new, I mean, if it's used, we are totally remodeling it. If it's new, then I'm going to probably want some upgrades in it. So we're looking at probably, what, a $350,000 RV? Whoa. (laughs)
2: Whoa, hey. See, I would be fine with a smaller one because that means we're closer Uh, and we're away.
1: I need a little bit of space. Yeah, she wants space for me.
0: See, I think if I'm going to have to do this, I would have to get one of the expensive ones too because I don't want to be cramped up and and like a little Airstream. I want to be in like that tour bus that Pearl Jam rolls around in.
1: Exactly.
0: and, And that's not cheap. Also, if you do buy an RV, they depreciate in value pretty fast over time.
2: Now, right now in like current markets, you know, the depreciation has not been as bad. Well,
1: that's because look at the used car market. Yeah, look at the
2: used car market. But on the norm, yes, they depreciate pretty quickly for sure. I think that in three years, you're upside down usually. We have a friend who owns an RV dealership. And he said that if you're going to own one and you're going to own it for the long term, upgrade every two to three
0: years
1: so that can get really expensive Mm
2: -hmm. he says you'll stay positive in it otherwise it's going to depreciate
0: all right let's talk about the repairs one thing i don't like about the idea of an rv is it has all the problems of a car and all the problems of a house and i don't like to fix cars or houses
2: yeah i mean that's true too because If you use it for a while and then you get cold weather and you're not using it, you have to pretty much winterize it. Mm -hmm. So you're draining the water out of any of the lines. There's a lot that goes into it, especially if it's sitting for a long period of time. The tires tend to dry rot rot or they get deformed from sitting. Um, So you need to make sure it's being moved around a little bit uh, from time to time. Or
1: if you're driving around and you break down, then that's your house. And then... Well, you're in trouble.
2: <laughs> well, at the same time, at least you're on the side of the road and you don't have to worry <laughs> about going anywhere. You can just hang out and wait. But yeah, uh a place nice to stay until the truck gets there. Yeah. Yeah. But I borrowed an RV. Well, not an RV. It was a, a travel trailer from a friend. And they were like, no, you should take it. And I didn't want to. And they're like, no, take it. So I took it. And we did not use the bathroom. So the kids wanted to use the bathroom. And I'm like, no, we're not using the bathroom because there is no way that I'm going to try to figure out how to empty. The pooper in it.
1: Yeah, that's not the glamorous side of an
2: RV. No. So I was, I did not want to figure that out because I know me, if it's something I've never done before. <laughs> it was going to get on me or something. Right. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I made him go outside. We we stayed at the beach anyway. So at a KOA, so there you have showers. Use
1: a and, bucket and, and a leaf.
2: So
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I can handle all kinds of gross stuff. You know, like if livestock's being born, you know, I grew up on a farm, I'll go help out with that, but I hate scooping the cat box and I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine changing the RV tanks. No.
2: Yeah. I don't think I want to try it.
1: Can you hire someone to do that?
2: I don't know. What was that movie? Was it RV? Yeah, and who was in that movie?
0: Um, No, I remember in Christmas Vacation when... uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) yeah, Cousin Eddie shows up in the RV. Yeah, putting it down in the sewer. Yeah, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Uh, Also, RVs get horrible gas mileage. What is it, like six miles a gallon, if that? And if gas prices are going to keep going up, that could be brutal.
2: Yeah, and a lot of them are diesel, too. So the maintenance on diesels are much more. I drive a diesel truck, and like my oil change is 200 plus dollars. Is it really?
0: I didn't know there was a big difference in that. I figured yeah, that's because, just oil, right?
2: Well, there's a lot of filters. You have fuel filters and that sort of thing. So every like 15,000 miles, you got to replace the fuel filters plus the oil change. Uh, so it costs a lot more. So think about an RV. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What did I miss here on my list about the, the RV retirement idea?
2: I don't know, really. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, Trying to decide if you're going to use one for recreational purposes, or is this going to be your home for a year or two? And I've had clients do it. Uh, clients in the villages—they sold their house, they RV'd for two years, and then they bought another house. They kind of got it out of their system and and bought another house. So, you know, if it's a short-term thing, that's one thing. But uh, I don't know if I could do it like permanently.
1: I think before you decide you're going to live in one, you need to test it out. You know, a little while. Go on some week long, two week long trips, you know, to see, hey, is this what I really want to do? Yeah. And be stuck of just, in an R V with uh I love Gary, but I mean that's a that's still a small space. Yeah.
2: Just <laughs> you know, just off the cuff going and buying an R V and saying, okay, this is what we're gonna do and yeah. we've never done it before. Yeah, or we'll figure it probably out. Probably not the best. And then, idea. you know, you're a month into it and you're like, oh my gosh, what did we do? So Definitely. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, try it out try first. It out first.
0: Do y'all have any idea of what insurance is like for an RV? Cause it'd be like kind of a home and auto policy crammed together.
1: Mm-hmm. I've actually never really researched that one. I haven't either. I can't believe it would be cheap.
0: Is it a pain to drive Gary? You said you used one once. How was that?
2: Well, actually I have driven one. So that was, I borrowed a travel trailer so it was pulled behind my truck but my buddy Jamie has an RV and his old one was terrible. It was like one of those really big ones where you're pretty much like a bus. And that thing was all over the road. The steering wheel was all loose on it. And it was just like, you were constantly battling driving it. But I know the newer ones are like the class Cs, I think is what they are, where it's like a a Ford van with the the RV camper on it. Um, Those are a lot easier to drive.
1: Well, I would think you would have to make sure that If it's a married couple, both of you need to be able to drive it.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: If something happened to one of you and both people have to be able to drive that. And then you also have to think about if you're planning on living on something like that, what happens, you know, when you guys potentially or one of you potentially needs long-term care? Is it going to be accessible to you?
2: I don't know. Maybe you can have a home health aide come out to the uh, KOA. Or you can go to them.
1: True. Well, you also have to think about your Medicare insurance plans as well. Something you may not realize, hey, okay, you have this- You have
2: to have a permanent address.
1: Yeah. Well, you have a, or even if you have an HMO Medicare plan, okay, it only handles emergencies out of state. So you need to be able to find doctors and people in your network.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of things to consider there, especially on the health insurance side. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to come to a little bit of a compromise here. Like, I think I could do it temporarily, but I don't think I could get rid of my house. And for one thing, I just have too much stuff. You know, like I have a few guitars and musical instruments and I like having a big TV and all my toys. They're not going to fit in the RV. So if I do that, I think I would have to be temporary and or I would at least have to get a storage space because I don't want to give up all my stuff.
1: But that, that's another cost you're incurring as a yeah. storage unit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, the, the great thing about this is you don't have to listen to me if you're really dedicated to the traveling lifestyle and you don't mind downsizing. Maybe you will like an RV either way, but uh, you know, it's, it's subjective. So, there's not really a wrong choice. So, the only wrong answer I would say is uh, failing to put a whole lot of thought into it and doing your proper research because, like, like, I still don't know what the insurance would be on one of these things. So, uh, you, you need to go through all of the the checklist and figure it out before you make that jump. Cause it sounds like it could be really expensive if you get it wrong.
2: Yeah. Especially if you go sink, let's say you have, maybe you've accumulated, let's say three hundred three hundred fifty thousand $350,000 for retirement. You have some income and that sort of thing. And you take a couple hundred grand of that and sink it into an RV thinking, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and purchase this RV. We're going to go ahead and make this decision. We're going to drive it around for a year or two, and then we'll sell it for $180,000. And we drove it for twenty dollars a year. Well, who knows what the resale value is going to be at that time and how much maintenance you had to put into it or even on newer RVs. I know that people are putting, I talked to somebody this week, they put a $2,500 in their RV and they just put $1,500 in it like two weeks ago. So there's a lot of maintenance and costs associated with it. So definitely think that through.
0: All right. That's Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you got a question for them, it doesn't have to be RV related, anything financial. This is what they do all day, every day. 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Thank you, Gary and Don Crawford, for hanging out with us today. Let's do this again next weekend. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. This has been Retirement with Pinnacle.
3: Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060.
0: Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com.
4: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town, or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient. They're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060 firm offers insurance services but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.